This podcast is a part of the Garnet Media Group Podcast Network. Garnet Media Group is a partnership between student-run media outlets at the University of South Carolina. Find out more about Garnet Media Group's podcast and other student work on garnetmedia.org. Okay, cool. Hi, everyone. Um, welcome back to another episode of 1801 Live. My name is Hannah, and I am the host of this podcast. But today, we have some amazing guests on. Um, so we partnered with the U of SC's collegiate chapter of NAACP in order to have a conversation, specifically in honor of Black History Month, but just have a conversation about the history of this chapter, the impact that it's had on many different um, campuses across the nation and even just worldwide, but specifically how they are planning to make an impact here at the university. So before we get into that conversation, I would love it if everyone would introduce themselves, um, just share a little bit about yourself and specifically what role you have within the organization and anyone can start it off. Um, well, I'll go first. My name is Kaylee Bright. I am the president of the collegiate chapter here at University of South Carolina. Um, I am a freshman and I'm also involved in freshman council and AAAS freshman council. And I'm really excited to talk to Hannah and everyone else today. I'll go next. I'm Robert Morris and I'm a sophomore mechanical engineering major here at the University of South Carolina. And I am the presidential advisor here um, for the NAACP college chapter. Um, I'm a proud member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, um, as well as a member of Nesby and Bond. All right, hi guys, I'm Krishna Alexander. I'm a freshman here at the University of South Carolina, and I am proud to serve as vice president for the collegiate chapter of the NAACP here on campus. I'm also involved with RHA as a senator and um, involved with AAAS as well. Um, hey, I'm Raylan. I'm a freshman exercise science major, and I'm the social media and communications chair for the NAACP. And to wrap it up, I'm also Raylan. I'm a junior here at the University of South Carolina public health major with a minor in African-American studies. And um, NAACP used to be my baby until I passed it off to them. So I'm super excited to see where they take it. And I'm super excited just to see where um, NAACP will lead our university going forward. Okay, perfect. So now we all know each other. You all know them. Um, so first, want to start off of just talking about few, few years back when the um, chapter was first here on campus. And so I know you guys had to dig up a little bit of history about how that came to be, the impact that they had on campus before, in order to see how you wanted to bring it back. And so if any of you guys would just like to talk about um, if you met with former, former alumni who were part of the organization or what were the ins and outs in order to find out the history to bring the chapter back to campus. Um, okay, so when I first got onto campus in 2018, there was not a collegiate chapter of the national event, NAACP on campus. Um, so looking through the history of just like what happened at the university over the past couple of years between the incidents at Gambrell, um, we've pretty much had a racial incident of some sort every semester since we got here. We were like, why is there not a governing body to speak up for the minority students on campus? And upon doing some digging and some research, I figured out that some previous students that were um, a class above me, Cheyenne, um, it, Cheyenne Blaine is her name. She's recently graduated, um, had already began the work of like bringing back the NAACP chapter. Um, from my understanding, it was just a lot of miscommunication between the national level and our collegiate chapter. Um, and it caused some stipulations to occur. 
So upon just bringing it back, it was making sure that we were in standing with nationals and just making sure that everything was laid out as far as the university went. <clears throat> when I entered into the mix of getting NAACP back, there was already a constitution drafted, but it didn't necessarily fit the national chapters um, organizational goals, nor did it fit our leadership and service in those organizational rules. So over the past like about a year, we took the time to just break down the constitution, make sure that it matched the requirements for both, um, and then took all that information. We created a like a draft exec board, what those positions would be able to do and how they would function within the our collegiate chapter. And then at about that point in time, COVID happened. Um, so <laughs> we all just took a back seat and NAACP was something that honestly took a back burner in my mind and a couple other students who were working on it in mine. But with the introduction of some of my <laughs> favorite uh, freshmen on campus that I have had the opportunity to serve in different capacities, I was like, this is something that I think would be perfect for y'all to work on. Um, I had actually met with Robert when I was working to get everything booted back up last year. So giving it to them to just let it be their like child to flourish and they're able to see how it situates within our campus community is super exciting for me to watch. Um, and I'm super proud of the work that they've done since. I hope perfect. that answers everything. It does, but you made a perfect transition into other people speaking on the matter. So uh, you had a lot of groundbreaking and just um, starting the conversation up after former students um, above us did the same thing. And then now, Robert, Kaylee, Krishna, Raylan, um, you all really were the ones to execute it and make it come into fruition. So could you talk a little bit about that and how that was not only um, the ups, but also the downs and specifically doing that during a global pandemic? Okay, I'll go, I'll go first, but I know Robert has a lot to add on in this, but um, one of the first things that I had to do was uh, reach out to older students. And because of me knowing Raylan um, Cook and knowing other people that have graduated, it made it easier just to look at the people who were starting this uh, or who had finished it here. Um, so I reached out to one of the best alumni that I know that went to this school and it was Jawan and he helped me get in touch with um, one of the past presidents because they had an email account, um, they had an Instagram account, a Twitter account, and we wanted to know what they were doing, um, if it was still active, if we could have the password. So that was a lot of hoops that we had to um, jump through for that. Um, then we knew right off the bat that we were going to need a good social media chair, and that is Raylan Lanham. Um, so she made our new Instagram account, and we just got a lot of people to see it. And with all the organizations that we are involved in, we got a lot of people to get involved and interested in what we were doing. Yeah, and to add on to that, we also didn't have access to a lot of the financial information that the past uh, chapter had had a couple years ago. And so that was definitely a lot that we had to tackle and we're still tackling it now. Um, but, you know, like I said, we have a great exec board and everybody's working super hard uh, to make sure that this will be a well-established chapter and that it won't have to be recharted in the future. I love it. And I should have mentioned this a little bit earlier, asked this question previous to my first few questions, but for those who might not know, what is NAACP? The NAACP stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. So that is what our acronym is. Okay, perfect. And so um, heard a little bit about the background. Now it is on campus. 
um, what did you all enjoy or were excited about when forming the chapter? So not after you got in your positions, but what were the goals and what were you striving to do once coming together to try to bring the chapter back to campus? I can go for that one too. Um, I think that this club, I wanted it to be somewhere where we didn't see the same faces over and over again. And I wanted it to be somewhere where people could come and it be their first leadership position or their first time being in front of a crowd. And it, I wanted it to be more of a learning experience because I am still learning in this position being that I'm a freshman and I've never been president of any organization, not alone, a national organization. So this is a learning experience for everyone. And I think that that is what's most important about this. Um, and it was also like, that was a goal of mine, but it was also fun getting to see how you start an organization here because it is honestly really easy. You don't even have to have an advisor, but we do have an advisor. Um, but we started it. We did stuff over Christmas and Thanksgiving break. I remember sitting in my dad's house in Florida doing modules that you have to go through to get your um, your charter like reactivated. So um, that was pretty cool that I had to do that. But yeah, and I'll honestly say when me and Kaylee first met back over the break, Thanksgiving, Christmas break, and we talked about what our goals were for the next semester. Um, honestly, I, I think it's safe to say that where we are now, we would have never imagined that we would have been where we are now a few months ago. And so I, I think it's tremendously a blessing um, that we've been supported and nourished and have been given great opportunities to uh, prove ourselves that we really want to be um, the forefront of political change. And just piggybacking, oh, sorry, Hannah, off of what Robert and um, Kaylee said, the beautiful thing about this chapter that I've loved since being established and getting into this role is just seeing the amount of student leadership, not just from the exec board, but seeing the amount of students that want to make a change and that want to make sure that this chapter makes an impact on campus. But it's also been amazing working with these amazing people on this exec board to make sure that we keep that going. Yes, I feel like this is a question that many people probably have, but they don't know how to say. But of course, this organization is for the advancement of color people, but specifically white students and white individuals, they probably see NAACP and perhaps they want to help, but maybe because of the name or because of who we are, they think, oh, is that for me? Can I do something? Can I not? So what would you say to um, white students or even allies um, and how they can get involved. Is this an organization for them or are they more of allies to the organization and all the things that they're doing? I would definitely love to talk about that. Um, when me and Kaylee, because we grew up in Aiken and we were part of the Aiken County Youth Council, um, for a time, for a long time, there was actually um, a lot of Caucasian people who were in leadership in Aiken County. And so we grew up seeing the NAACP being that bridge that connects uh, African-Americans and uh, white Americans who want to see a change in our country. And so that is what we brought to the table when we got here on campus. We didn't just see it as an organization just for African-Americans. Um, like we, we definitely invite all people um, who want to see a change in, in our communities. Perfect, and I think that leads me to, and I know Robert, you touched on it a little bit about just reflecting on how far NAACP as a chapter and then you guys in your positions have grown just even in the past few months. Um, but I feel like it's safe to say, especially this past week, it's probably have elevated to new and higher heights. Um, and so 
let's talk about the elephant in the room. And currently right now, um, there is a heightened attention for renaming buildings on campus. And so I know that you all put out a statement, but just share some of your thoughts about why this means so much to you all. And then also how NAACP plans to be a part of the movement and even lead students in that movement um, for change. Um, I'll go first, but I know a lot of people have a lot to say about this one. Um, so why this is important to us is because we are the NAACP. Um, we brought this organization back to campus. So there would be somewhere that, and like I said in the statement, a core central organization for everyone to go to when issues like these happen. Because like Raylan Cook said, something like this happens every semester. Um, so this is the first semester that the, a group of students have had one organization to look to, and it's not been, oh, let's go to student government today. Let's go to AAAS tomorrow. It's, we know NAACP is gonna head this up and we're not gonna quit and we're not gonna go away. We're not gonna be forgotten. Um, you can't silence us. And that is one of the biggest messages that I wanna put out there, especially because me, Raylan and Krishna are freshmen. Robert is a sophomore. We'll be here for a while. So um, they have, a rude awakening coming that the NAACP is back and we're awake, um, but that's all I'll say about that. And to add on to what we're doing um, with a lot of the things that are going on with the renaming of the buildings, uh, yesterday I was on the phone with Mr. Charles White. I got in contact with him. Uh, he was a former national field organizer for the NAACP. And he just reminded me that when you are trying to accomplish a task uh, as big as something like this, um, you have to remain focused on the primary goal and objective. Is it too often young people, uh, when they're, when emotions are high, it's easy to, 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 to address a whole slew of problems um, instead of focusing on that one goal and one primary objective. And so he just said that throughout this uh, process to focus on renaming the buildings um, and the other fights, we'll, we'll leave that for another day. And just piggybacking off of what Robert said, we are focused on that one sole purpose, even though emotions are high on our campus right now. The entire purpose of the NAACP is to eliminate race-based discrimination. We are here for equality of rights. We're here to make sure that students are included and we are on a university that promotes diversity and inclusion. So that's why we're here to make sure that just like our purpose says, we're driving that point and making sure that what needs to be done will get done. And if that means we're at, because we are at the forefront, that means we have to be ready and willing to address these issues head on. Okay, and now I wanna hear a little bit about your personal experiences and relations and passions about this topic in specific. Um, we'd love to hear from everyone on the call, but specifically like dig deep into why does this matter? For some, it might just look like it's just renaming buildings, but why is it deep to you? What past experiences have you had on campus? Just a little bit about you and yourself personally and why it elevated you to do this work, to bring back the chapter and to be in the roles that you are in today. Okay, I'll start off. Um, so like Robert said, we grew up in the NAACP um, and the NAACP is somewhere where I learned to speak in front of people. Um, I remember right now, Robert's mother like yelling at us, like, or not yelling at us, but telling us like, we need to speak up. We need to be assertive. Um, so I got a lot of like, just soft skills from the NAACP. 
Um, and I also learned my where I love to do service the most through the NAACP because we are um, a service-based organization as well as political advocacy organization. So um, I did a lot of that in high school. Um, and then just coming to USC, uh, obviously it's a majority white campus. So there is, it is a little bit harder for um, black students to find their place if you're not looking hard or looking hard, honestly. Um, so I was involved in a lot of things, but it did feel like something was missing. And I knew it was the NAACP and I knew that we had to get this started back. And my, my biggest like want for the NAACP is for it to be somewhere where everyone could come to. And I wanted it to be not cliquish. Um, I didn't want it to be like a secret society or anything like that. I just wanted it to be like somewhere we could have fun, where we could all get along and do like something for the greater good. And I think that's exactly what we are doing. Um, like Kaylee was saying, I joined um, to do like community service. I wanted people to know that there was a place where they can speak and feel however they want to feel without being judged. And I feel like even our exec board is um, so diverse, even like everybody has their own different personality. And I feel like everybody feels safe in the space that we're in at every meeting. So I think that's probably my favorite part. I'll go next. Um, I'll, I started, I want to say fifth grade. Um, in the NAACP, and it was primarily by force. I mean, you know, to be completely honest, you know, my mom made me do it. And for years, I just kind of went to the meetings, went to the community service, um, because in a way I was forced to do it. And I really didn't find that purpose for wanting to do it until about ninth grade. And once I really started developing into that person that wanted to see a real change in our communities, uh, wanted to speak out and wanted to encourage others to speak out. Um, I just I just really gained a passion for the NAACP. And knowing that the NAACP is focused on change, you know, policies, um, as opposed to just having having a rally and then everybody disperses and nothing happens afterwards. I, I'm really passionate about that. And so the NAACP is definitely a very consistent organization and we want to follow that role that um role yeah we want to be we want to be a role model for a consistent change and so we are not going to stop with just the press conference next wednesday um we're not going to stop with just attending the board of trustees meeting next friday uh we're going to go and meet with state lawmakers um if possible we're going to talk to them about repealing the heritage act if possible uh, we're going to give them suggestions for different names uh, we're, and we're going to continue to fight and be consistent with wanting to see these buildings renamed. When Kaylee approached me um, about this organization just coming to life, it was as if a fire had just already been set. It's like we were already ready to get get to work before the exec board was established, before everyone had members had started flooding in. Everyone was looking for that place that people could come together, put together amazing ideas to make sure that change, positive change was put forth on this campus. And I feel as though that's exactly what the NAACP is doing. I fell in love with the NAACP being in grade school, just hearing about the historical significance about what it does since it is the largest civil rights organization in the nation. And so all the work that its members did prior, of course, to us and things that they fought for, the rights that they fought for, it puts a fire underneath you because 
everything that they fought for got us to where we are now. So it's like a charge to us to just continue to push forward and to help those that will come after us so that that legacy can continue. I love that. Legacy is so huge. And I want to touch on that. But before that, I heard many different phrases, continue forward, consistency, being persistent. And although these are great words in reality, and I know you guys can feel it too, it's easier said than done. And so knowing and this chapter specifically in this organization has been known for its impact, but also it took consistent pressure years and years in different individuals and that legacy lineage in order to get things done. Um, and so how do you guys plan to stay motivated, plan to keep the momentum up? I know, Robert, you mentioned typically um, it's not it's common for there to be a rally or, yeah, we're all in one day. Make you give it a week. We're kind of all in. Give it two weeks. I mean, maybe, you know, and so how do you keep that persistence? Um, pressure and that momentum within yourself? And then how do you express that to others that are also looking up to you all? I definitely want to speak on that because it, it's like you said, that's very common, um, especially with young people. And just constantly reminding them that, you know, you, you can achieve anything um, first and foremost, you know, having that positive um, love towards everyone. Uh, but at the same time, you have to hold everyone accountable for themselves. Um, you have to realize that this isn't always going to be a fun job. Um, there are going to be long nights and early mornings, and there are going to be hard fights, some that you win and some that you lose. Uh, but you have to realize why you're doing this. And once you realize that, you'll never want to stop. I think um, on the matter of how we keep ourselves um, going and why I want to do this every day is because I'm truly passionate about what I'm doing. And that's the people that we're looking for. All the people on this call are passionate Raylan will go to sleep making flyers and wake up in the morning finishing them. I mean, Krishna, Robert, we're all really passionate about what we're doing. And I think that it's important to keep finding people when they come here, their freshman year, that are just as passionate because there's always going to be that handful that are really dedicated um, to the cause. And that's who we're looking for to be in our, our organization because that is what's going to keep us going and uh, cause us not to have to reactivate it again. But I plan on the NAACP being here um, till I'm here at least, but uh, I definitely want to keep it going afterwards. Um, and how we keep students involved, I think um, it was important that we had a meeting with a lot of Black student leaders on Monday night just to talk about this. And I said um, one of my main concerns was the student body president, Izzy, and Hannah, vice president, put out a statement and I saw it was getting a lot of attention but what was bothering me was that tomorrow it's just going to be posted 23 hours ago, you know? Um, so I didn't want people to forget. And I think that's why we wanted to put out a statement so people knew that this issue is not going away um, uh, and that more organizations are hopefully putting out statements. Um, we talked about it a lot with them. But just having everyone as passionate about one issue will cause the, the momentum to keep going and people to want to keep doing what we're doing. I would definitely say um, how I keep myself going as far as being in this role is just remembering, you'll hear me say it a lot, is carrying that legacy that people fought for. Um, these The things that we are doing now 
um, the prior members had to go through an, a whole lot more just to get you know, their foot in the door, just to get their voice heard. We have the opportunity to make change, which in itself is still hard at times, but we get to do it in a different way. That's a little bit easier than what they did. And also just, you know, we wouldn't be good leaders if we didn't stand for what we believed in. And that's just fighting for change. I think that it's important that students also realize that it's not just the few exec board members and the few members that are really on fire that have been in, you know, involved with NAACP before they got here, whether you just got here or you've been a member for a while, the NAACP is nothing without the members. We can't do anything, we can't be anything without the members behind us. And it helps to have amazing leaders such as Kaylee and Robert and Raylan to you know, take charge with that. But also it's not about the position for us that we are here simply just to make a positive change on this campus and to see it through to the end. I love that so much. I think, I mean, we've all heard it, but it takes a village and it for leadership to be true leadership, it's hard for you to be a leader and advocate for others if you're not willing to stand up and advocate for yourself. And so specifically talking to a bunch of black student leaders at the university, it's huge. And the things that y'all are doing are huge. And because it is personal, right? So many of these issues is not only advocating for the rest of the student body, but being black students, it is personal. And it's ultimately you advocating for yourself as well. And so oftentimes I have to remember that in everything that I do, I feel like diversity and inclusivity, they're now buzzwords. We have to throw them around everywhere, but it really is just embedded in what you do. You shouldn't have to use those words for people to know that you're actually doing the work, right? Um, and so in every conversation, academics, whether it's student life, whether it's just getting your books, right? Those things should be going through your mind in order to um, be going towards the cause and really exemplifying those values rather than just reiterating it and saying it. Um, but again, with the legacy, I know that you all talked about how you were inspired by others before you, but want to know a little bit more about how do you plan on passing down that lineage or um, paying it forward to others that come after you. So I believe we all know mentorship is important. It's probably some people that have come before you that made a mark on you to make you where you are today. So how do you guys plan on paying that for people that come behind you? Um, well, definitely, I definitely want to say like, first, I definitely appreciate Raylan uh, for coming to me because I saw that she wanted to see a freshman or someone younger than her be a part of something and take charge. And so when I saw that, and I kind of reflected that by passing it to, to Kaylee, because at a time she asked me if I wanted to be, to be the president. And I was like, no, I, I definitely want you to take charge on this and do the best that you can do. And I'll always support you. And so that's why we kind of have this position of presidential advisor. And so anything that she ever needs, I'll definitely be there to help. Um, and same thing with the vice president and any other exec members. And I definitely encourage them next year, uh, this time next year or next semester to find a freshman and encourage them to join the NAACP or just be the best that they can be in whatever they're doing uh, because it's definitely important to pass on that torch um, because it's, it's important for our community to grow, uh, not just in the NAACP, but in our entire community, um, whether they're African-American, whether they're white, uh, Latino, um, as long as our community is growing, that's, that's all that matters. I also think that um, 
not just if we do our job, but if we're doing our jobs correctly and people see that we're actually doing like changes happening because we are at the forefront of this, um, I think that will get people interested in just, I know I look up to Hannah and Izzy through student government and I wanted to do it um, when I first got to USC because I saw like the big things that they were doing um, and just how they were just great people. So I feel like if we have that same um, attitude and like we show that to younger students that come after us, then we'll, we won't have any problem with getting people to join our organization. And I think that what we're doing is important and we just have to keep going and stay steadfast with what we're doing. Um, and that'll definitely motivate people to join. And just piggybacking off of what both of them, Kaylee and Robert have said, it's also important, I think, just yes, extending that hand down. But one thing that I admire, just like Kaylee would mention, you know, Jawan, who's a graduate of the university, and you have these upperclassmen that gave, they weren't only like extending their hand, but they were personable to us. They were approachable. It's important for us to just always have, even in the midst of adversity in the midst of all these hard things that we're working through to keep that smile because while it may not be easy it's a joy for us to do this because we enjoy it and that's the only way you're going to have positive change is to be that light so of course looking at people like Raylan and Jawan and even Hannah and Izzy who are our exec board you know executive president and vice president we're able to go to them with our issues and it's not like oh they're people that are so high and mighty they're personable and able to relate to us. So we appreciate you guys for that because it it poured back into us. So now we're able to continue the light that you showed us so we can bring people. And I also want to see the NAACP become more diverse. Yes, it is for the advancement of colored people, but when you're being when you're becoming more advanced, that means the community in itself needs to grow and be diverse. So I would hope that if just like Kaylee said, if we're doing our job right people, not just African-Americans, but all the way throughout the spectrum can be a part of this so we can make change on campus. I love that. And it brings me, I don't want to get too off topic, but just even making the chapter diverse, and then you expanded it to just having a diverse campus. We know minority recruitment is huge. I know, Kaylee, you're thinking about becoming an ambassador, but just hearing you guys speak and the goals, I just see, and I know Robert mentioned, we got to stay tactic of like focus on one issue at a time, but just the potential of how like there's so many things to go after and how everything is connected. So even by you guys advocating to rename buildings, sparking a movement to where other students to the left and to the right of you, or um, even under you are looking up and seeing that change, wanting to do more in their personal lives and their personal roles. Maybe they're in other organizations that are predominantly white. Maybe they are a university ambassador and they're like, hmm, never thought about even mentioning anything besides the buildings and their names on campus. And so maybe I'm going to go to desegregation garden or maybe I'm going to touch on a little bit of um, the African-American history on campus while giving these tours to prospective students in order to recruit them. So um, just hearing you guys, it makes, we always think of bigger picture and like the bigger things being done. And although that is great and we need to be focused on that, just by reaching towards that goal, you're accomplishing so much, so many other things that you might not even see that are making a huge impact. And so I cannot say thank you um, enough, but to that point, how can students get involved or become members of the NAACP? 
I have answered this question about 10 times this week alone. Uh, so here we go. Um, we have an Instagram page, U of SC underscore NAACP. Um, and that will have everything on it that you need to join. But you click the link tree link in our bio and there will be a place called NAACP.org where you can pay your national dues. Um, it's 15 for 20 and under and then 30 for 21 and um, over. Um, and then if you don't wanna pay dues, you do not have to uh, by any means, I understand that. Um, if you just wanna get involved, our meetings are every other Monday. So uh, we just had one this week. So the next one will be the next month, following Monday, not next week. Um, and then just stay involved. We're, we'll be at every Hip Hop Wednesday this the rest of the semester. So you'll definitely see us out there. Uh, but definitely join the Remind. It's uh, text 81010 to at U of SCN. And then, uh, yeah, you can see everything that we're doing that way. Just to add on to those national dues, um, if you do pay them, that gives you access to several, several scholarships. Um, so I definitely want to emphasize the importance of paying those national dues because I like um, I, I don't want to you know for it to be a secret, but I mean I receive scholarships from the NAACP every semester um, because I keep my GPA up and I've been involved within the NAACP. So if you, uh, I mean every you know having a little extra money doesn't hurt anyone. So if you are wanting to be involved, um, I would definitely recommend paying national dues so you can qualify for several scholarships. And then Robert, you touched on it a little bit earlier, but what can we see um, events or things happening in the next upcoming weeks in order to push towards this movement that you guys are creating and sparking? Oh, we definitely wanna push community service. Um, with everything that's been going on recently, uh, we kind of had to put, we've had to put that in the back burner, but we're definitely gonna be partnering with different organizations within Richland County. Um, to be doing community service on the weekends or throughout the week. And we also want to raise funds because a lot of the work that uh, we get done requires um, funding, uh, such as t-shirts and uh, tents and different pamphlets for recruiting members. Um, so those are our two main objectives. And also next semester, um, the NAACP has what they call game changers. And there are six of them. I, I don't know them off the top of my head, but when we have events that are uh, circumnavigated around those game changers, we can publicize them and compete on the state, regional, and national level uh, to get recognition uh, through the NAACP and have additional funds be to our go to our chapter. And so we definitely want to focus on those game changers um, in the next semesters coming. And just to emphasize that next week, to get, if you guys want to get involved, but right off the bat, we do have the press conference on Wednesday, and that will be on Davis Field, um, kind of in front of the Thomas Cooper Library at 1 p.m. And we're asking everyone to wear black um, just so that we're unified and they can see that we're all, this is not just a black student issue, that this is a student issue and we're all unified as one. Um, and then towards the end of the month, we will be having our Black History Attributable, and uh, that is multiple teams of four. If you guys just wanna get a team together, it doesn't have to be from a certain organization, but the grand prize is a $400 and you can sign up. We'll, we'll be putting something out next week about that, but you can sign up on the Instagram page and you just need a team name and a team captain and we'll give you a study guide and we'll be able to have that trivia ball too for everyone. 
And then just off the top of your head, doesn't have to be NAACP related, but any other um, events that students should or could come to specifically um, this month and in honor of Black History Month as well. Yeah, so a big, big one that uh, I'm a part of is Freshman Council's Beneath the Bricks um, Black History Program for U of SC. And that will be next Friday, February 19th uh, at 6 p.m. in the ballroom. And you can RSVP on Garnet Gate um, if you go to the Student Government's Events page. I'm pretty sure it's there. Uh, we are very excited to have a lot of the guests that we have. Um, the Mayor, Mayor Benjamin will be coming. Uh, we have some past graduates. We have a lot of cool alumni coming and then current students as well. So we wanna start the conversation that we started here today with Hannah um, and the conversation that we've been having for the past week in the past semester. Uh, and it'll be fun. Um, there's also some entertainment. We have Touch of Faith coming. Um, their gospel choir will be singing. Um, Robert's fraternity, Alpha Phi Alpha will be strolling. So I think it'll be a fun event. It is business casual. so bring out your business dresses and business pants for that event, but we would love to have everyone that could make it. It is limited seating, but I'm pretty sure there's some spots left open on Garnet Gate right now. And Perfect. just to add one more event, on February 25th at 6 p.m., the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion will be having an event around Black women and trailblazing in leadership. Um, you can find that information on U of SC underscore dive in on the Instagram or on the Twitter page, and it should be in the bios. Love it. Loving all of these events. Of course, my favorite month. Um, but just to end on kind of a personal and vulnerable note, but I feel like it's important. And I feel like it's the, the thing that drives the work the most is just a personal testimony or story. Um, I know that we've been talking about renaming buildings in and out of this conversation, but specifically why um, that is important to you guys. Um, I don't, I know like specifically Kaylee, you live in Women's Quad, and so you're living in the buildings right now that we're trying to rename. So how is that for you as a Black woman? Of course, all of us have been in and out of these buildings that we are trying to get renamed. And so um, just talking a little bit about how it's personal to you and um, why it means so much to you. Yeah, so definitely really surreal that I live and have to see Sims' name every single day. Um, but it's more than that, honestly. It's the fact that the people that name these buildings and that are on the commissions of university history um, and the state legislators and the board of trustees, it's the fact that they, do they actually care how I feel? And that's um, what really is just, it makes me so passionate about because uh, just like myself and other African-American women that contribute so much to this school, um, it's who are you valuing and are you valuing your Black students like you should? So that honestly is the biggest deal for me and it's more than just a name, even though names mean so much to people, what your name is means a lot. Um, it's more of the fact that do they really care how we feel? Do they notice that we're uncomfortable? And do they want us here at that point? So that is what I want them to hear from our message that it hurts us, we're uncomfortable, and we need you guys to do something about this as soon as possible. All right, well, if there's no one else that would like to give a testimony, thank you so much, Kaylee. Um, I know I've heard of a lot, know that throughout this week, all of you guys have been put on the line and I know it was probably like a turnaround of, you know, you were going to be an NAACP and be an exec and make change, but 
boom, something happened and everyone's looking to you all. So it really does take courage. Um, and I truly respect all of you guys and I'm rooting, supporting, um, and I'm just here as a resource in order to push the agenda that you all are leading and you all are fighting for. So thank you all so much for coming on and talking with me for a few minutes. Um, thank you all who are on the live stream and watching this live. Um, this episode will also be uploaded in a few days on all platforms. Um, but thank you guys. And that is